Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Good news is I know when he's in town because the lights are on or they're not. So now I know the lights on. Uh, I won't be going to the Regency. Hey, Tom. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. So hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. It's Roni premiere week, and Tom still lingers. This man, Tom, has lingered since season one. He's outwitted, outlasted, and outplayed so many housewives that have come and gone. Dorinda Medley, Aviva Drescher, Heather Halla-Thompson, Carol Radswell, and Bethany Frankel. Tom has been a presence on more seasons than all of those ladies. You guys, Tom still lingers. You have to let it linger if I learn one thing from the Cranberries in the 1990s. He's got to do it. Anyway, he reminds me of like a ghost in the balcony of the theater. Like He's just always on the show. And I can't believe Lou, do you think it was purposeful? I think Lou Ann knew that she was moving in a spitting distance from Tom's apartment. You know, she saw it. She saw it through the window. Anyway, you guys, I'm so happy Roni's back. You know, it's my favorite show on TV. I'm excited. I thought this premiere was really fun. I just get excited to hear Ramona say uh, Luann, Luann, Luann. Like, it's such a heavy A. Hearing her say that just brought a piece to me that I haven't known since the show went off the air, and I'm very excited to move into this new era. Just as uh, Aaliyah is moving into her Ray of Light era... (laughs) So are we moving into this new era of The Real Housewives of New York. We have lost our dear Dorinda Medley. Thank you, Joe She made it nice for a while, but it was time to say goodbye. And so now we are left with a new cast, a cast of only five. We do have a new housewife, Ebony, which I'm so excited to talk about. But there's only a cast of five, you guys, and it's filmed during COVID times, and they're sure to remind us of that. The very first image we see are the streets of New York on March 1st, 2020. And I thought in my head, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, what's to come? Now we know what's to come. However, just seeing it play out on screen, they then cut to... October 2020, and we see the empty streets, and we all know what happened in the U.S. and around the world. But if there's one thing I know for sure, all of these shows that are filming during COVID era, you know, they haven't quite been up to par. However, I have faith in Roni, and here's why. Because Roni is Andy's baby. Real Housewives of New York, I believe to be Andy's favorite franchise. And if there's one thing for sure, it's that Andy's going to produce the shit out of this show. He's not going to let this thing tank too much. Okay, we might be in COVID times. It might not reach the heights of other seasons of when Bethany was yelling at Lou in Miami about her cabaret. Life is not a cabaret. 
It might not reach the heights of Scary Island when Kelly Jellybean Bensimone was uh, getting yelled at to go to sleep. And it certainly might not reach the heights of when Heather Holla Thompson was trying to get in the foyer of Sonia Tremont Morgan's townhouse on the way to Atlantic City during a rainy morning. But I do know that we're going to get some magic this season. I feel it in my bones right when I saw Leah in that money dress or whatever the fuck that was. I don't know what the fuck that was. In her confessional, she, she was, it was like a... I, I don't know what you call it. What was that? It was like fabric was everywhere, and then it sort of looked like a pink dollar bill. I don't know what was going on. She had the high pony. Right when I saw that, I thought, we're going to get some magic. Might not reach the heights that we've seen before, but I think we're going to get something. So we open with Leah heading into that boxing club. And that Leah new confessional looked like my eyes were just so enamored with this dress which, by the way, I love Leah's dress later in the episode, too, and she had the plaid skirt on. We'll get there. But she goes into the sh- uh, boxing club with Martin, and he points out, and I believe Leah did, too, that she got a new nose. Martin, uh, and I quote, Martin, the boxing trainer, said, a direct quote, <laughs> you don't have a big honker anymore. And honestly, you know, he's not wrong. Martin's not wrong. It's maybe not like the most uh, uh, chic way to say it, but Martin was right. She's She's got a new honker. So we're seeing the new honker on Leah. She uh, looks beautiful. I thought she looked beautiful with the old honker. Any honker is great for Leah, I believe. I like, I, she's a beautiful woman. And then, um, we're catching up with everyone. Okay. So then we cut to Mario and Ramona. Mario's still sexy. I'm sorry. Somebody's got to say it. He is. We all know that. We all have eyes. He's a sexy older man. And I find, uh, Mario's getting sexier with time too. I said it. When I look back at that first season when we saw Mario, he was a handsome man. But now seeing he's like almost full gray now, full gray, he's got like a little bit of a Clooney look to me. And I'm into it. You know, I am into it, Mario. Ooh, he's sexy. But Ramona and him aren't together. But they did quarantine for a while at the beginning of the uh, pandemic with Avery in Florida. But now he's not in Florida. He comes to visit Mario or Ramona and he says he still misses the food. Then we catch up with Luann and Molly, uh, her assistant. They're talking about an avocado. Luann sends... Molly, the assistant, to go to the grocery store because she's not interested. She said, I don't like wearing a mask. She says, and I quote, it's a fashion faux pas. That's my Luann impression is back. <laughs> you guys, did you listen to my interview with Luann? Wasn't it a wild ride? If you haven't, you need to go do it immediately when we're done here. I'm sorry. I don't mean to promo my show while I'm giving you a new show, but you got to go back and listen to my interview with Luann. She mentioned, she talks about the Suez Canal. She sings no less than three times at me. I mean, no less than three times did she just decide to break into one of her songs, which I loved. You guys, I ate it up. Uh, it was magic. I felt like goosebumps as I'm talking to her. I asked her a question. I said, like, what are your future dreams? And then she just started singing, like, girl code at me. <laughs> like, there's nothing better. I'm sorry. Uh, Tamron Hall, Drew Barrymore, they're not getting interviews like that. I'm sorry. Oprah Winfrey, she had a great interview with Elliot Page on the Apple Network, but it's nothing compared to my sit-down with Luann when she sang at me three times. Okay, so you need to go back and listen to it. It was chic say la vie, darling. And also, when Luann saw Ramona, she did, do you hear it? She's like, you look chic say la vie. Luann knows how to get her song titles into everyday conversation, and I respect that. I certainly do. Anyway, she's talking about avocado. She says that she doesn't like to wear the mask. Then we cut to Sonia with the intern, and she said, look, this is a crazy time, but I'm a crazy lady. I feel right at home. And then she goes into a monologue about needing to shave her puss. Now, I'm sorry to use that language. I don't mean to use that language. I just don't know how else to say it, that Sonia Tremont Morgan was in the bathroom, 
And she pulls out a razor. She's like, oh, I used to shave my, you know what, with this. And then she's like, I need to do it again. And this is the Sonia that we love. However, I'm a little bit concerned. I'll be honest with you guys. This is, you know, Sister Circle. We're here talking about these women. A little concerned that we're going to get the same Sonia shtick that we get every season. And maybe it's like a little bit played out. Or or maybe that's not even the right term. Maybe it's a little worrisome. Sometimes I see Sonia Morgan. We're all in our new eras. Okay. Luann and Ramona, they're friendly now. Uh, Leah's got the new honker. Ebony's the new housewife coming in, and it feels like Sonia's going backwards, and she's stuck in the townhouse. The bathroom doesn't work, and she's talking about shaving her puss. So maybe we need Sonia to just go the ahead more instead of backwards. Do you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying. So then, as after we catch up with all the gals, then we get the taglines. Now, I want to read through these taglines, because we haven't talked about them on this program. So Luann's is... Wait, let me try to do my Luann voice. Of all my vices, being glamorous is one I'll never give up. And that's Luann looking better than ever, more stunning than ever. Is this not woman not aging backwards? Even in her confessional, she's wearing the one black top with the, I don't know if that's a brooch or if it's part of the dress, but her face, everything looks magical. She's Benjamin buttoning in front of our eyes. And then Leah's tagline is, I'm sex positive and BS negative. Okay. Uh, Ramona, looking phenomenal as well, say, says, I may say the wrong thing, but my intentions are always right. And that's a flat-out lie. And we've been with Ramona this many seasons. We know that what she says, her intentions are not right, actually. I do believe that. Uh, oftentimes, Ramona's intentions are not good. But you know what? She lies to us, and we're okay with that. I'm turning the corner with Ramona again. You know, last season, I was over her. You guys, I was ready to say goodbye. I was done with Ramona. Previous to that season, I said Ramona's my favorite housewife. Well, now I'm coming around again, and I'm ready to embrace that monster on my TV screen. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because there's a new administration in the White House, but I'm ready to come back around with Ramona and celebrate it, okay? I know she's a monster. Save save the mean tweets and the DMs, because I'm, I'm just telling you my truth. We change on a dime with these people, and I'm feeling... I'm feeling Ramona this season. I am. I can't help it, you guys. I'm coming back around. So then Ebony, the new housewife, her tagline is, I've had to work twice as hard for half as much, but now I'm coming for everything. I liked it. I liked it. I mean, it's hard to know the tagline because we don't know Ebony that much quite yet. So I'm excited to get to know her, see how I like the tagline halfway through the season. We'll see. Then Sonia is just like just like New York City. Sonia Morgan never goes out of style. And I'm kind of feeling like maybe Sonia's going out of style, you guys. I maybe am. We'll see. We'll see. Sonia, I mean, I'm going to come around with Sonia, too, because I always do that. Woman wins me over. She's just such a gem. She's such a sweetheart. She wins me over no matter what. So we're going to see. Um, we get all the taglines, and then we see in Leah's new apartment, she's got a puppy called Angel Marie McSweeney. There was another la- name, but I missed it, or I, I didn't print it out. But Angel Marie McSweeney is her new dog. She says sometimes she likes it better than Kira, the daughter. And uh, Leah, again, she's converting to Judaism. She's having her Madonna's Ray of Life moment. You guys can't see it right now because this podcast is not visual, but I'm dancing like Madonna in the Ray of Light video when I play that. Are some of you guys doing that too? You know, it's a lot of like stomach dancing with your arms up. 
Does that make sense? Do it at home next time I play it. I'm sure I'll play it again, but just move your stomach, lift your arms up like they're about, like you're a ghost haunting, like you're Tom haunting the housewives of New York. You know, put your arms up and move your stomach and dance. It feels good, like Madonna in that video. You guys are going to be mad at me. I know you get mad. You say playing too much music. I get it, but I am. I'm incited. I'm feeling alive for the first time in a long time because of the Roni women back in my life. Um, so look, Leah's having this ray of light moment. She's converting. She calls her dad on FaceTime and she says, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been an asshole. And the dad's like, okay, but like, why are you converting? And why are you atoning to me? He's like, I'm not Jewish. And so he's trying to figure it all out. And I guess we'll get more on that. He's Christian. We're going to have to figure this out. But what was really laugh, making me laugh about Leah's dad was that he was holding the phone like sideways. Did you catch that on FaceTime? And that happens with me every time I call home. You know, my mom, I was just on the phone with my mom. She's got a doctor's appointment. They told her it's on Zoom. And she's like, Dan, how do I use Zoom? And I was like, Mom, we've been in this pandemic for like a year and a half. Now you should know how to work Zoom. And I even said, I was like, I did Zoom with you once. She's like, I didn't listen when you were telling me how to use it. I'm like, Mom, well, you should have listened. You should have written down some notes or something. Like, it's not that hard. Dan, I can't figure it out. I'm 64 years old, Dan. I don't need to learn all this stuff. That's what she always tells me. She doesn't need to learn the computer. She's been telling me that, too, upwards of 15 years at this point. I mean, when I remember being in high school, and Linda Pellegrino's like, I don't need to learn this AOL stuff. What do I need to know that for? And it's like, you should have figured it out. Mom needs to learn the computer at some point, you know, or technology in general. She'll call me sometimes, and it's very basic things where Linda's asking me how to work the remote or her air conditioning. You know, they got one of those fancy uh, units for the air conditioning. The, I think they're called the Nests. She don't know how to work it. Dan, it's 87 in this house. You know, she'll call me sometimes. It'll be like really high or really low. She don't know how to change it. So I have access from my phone all the way another state over that I could change their air temperature. But she'll call me, Dan, why is it 31 degrees in this house? (laughs) It's like, I don't even know how it happens, but sometimes she'll call me and it'll be like either a blizzard inside from the air conditioning or she'll have the heat on at like 96. And she's like, why is it so hot in here, Dan? And then I get to go on my phone and I look on there and it's like, because you got the nest set to 97. Like, that's why it's so fucking hot in there. Anyway, it was making me laugh that Leah's dad didn't know how to work the phone. Uh, Because it was, yeah, I get it. I get it. So then we cut to Ramona and Coco. Uh, They go to visit Luann, who's Ramona's new neighbor in the Upper East Side. And Luann, it's very fascinating to me what's happening with Luann. We see her in the Upper East Side. She says she's friendly now with Ramona. She's got the poster of her cabaret on the wall right when you walk in the new apartment. And Ramona's pretending that they're friends now. And Luann, too, they're saying, oh, we get along better than ever. And I'm thinking, okay, this is obviously for the show. I, I don't think that these two like each other at all, but I do think they've realized, look, we've stuck along, uh, around this long. We need to make a truce, and we need to come together. And that's what they're doing this season, which it's going to be interesting to watch play out. That's what I got my eye on this season. Will they break up by the end of the season, or is this a real truce? I'm feeling like it might be a real truce, but it's only took them, uh, taken them 12 years to become friends, or at least pretend to become friends. And uh, Luann's kind of going backwards almost to me, like she's on the Upper East Side now, and I'm wondering if she's going to convert sort of to her season one self, or is this going to be like a mixture of, what Luann are we getting? That's what I'm trying to say. What Luann is going to come next? 
I need to know who is the Luann of this season. Who is the Luann of this season? Anyway, Lou had to stop uh, drinking because a couple times this summer she reveals that she didn't remember how she got home. And that's shocking to me. I know she's had some alcohol problems, and I wonder if this new venture into non-alcoholic drinks is just a a business idea or if she genuinely is going to stop drinking. I don't know. She does say, she's like, I realized I had to stop drinking because I was not really realizing how I got home. And I don't know if you guys saw the news. Sonia had been in the news. Was this last season or did this happen in the off season where Sonia was like in Philly and there's pictures of her like not being able to get up. Maybe it was on that Dumois site, uh, the Instagram account that does the celebrity gossip. Anyway, I saw some footage of Sonia uh, at a Philly bar, just like unable to really function all that well. And then Luann saying over the summer, she felt that way. Like she didn't know how she got home. And look, we all maybe drank a little bit at the beginning of the early pandemic, but it's surprising to me that these public figures are getting so drunk that they don't know how they got home in public. I mean, it's kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot. And Luann said she ran into Sonia's daughter, who we're all finally seeing now for the first time because Sonia Rita's putting the daughter on the Instagram account. Did you guys see? The daughter's got an Instagram account of her own, too. I think she made it public or something. The daughter's gorgeous. Stunning. And I want to get to know more. I wish she would appear on the show. She's 18 and older now, so I wish she would sign the release and go visit Sonia at the townhouse. Although I do worry about her. I don't know if I want the daughter there. It doesn't seem safe. You know, emotionally, it doesn't seem safe for her to go into that townhouse where Sonia's just yelling at an intern about how she needs to shave her puss. You know, maybe that's not the best place for her daughter. uh, But who am I to judge? The point is... Uh, the daughter is now uh, in, the, in the media. We can see her. And Lou ran into Sonia's daughter. And Sonia's daughter said that you know, the mom's been MIA. Ramona hasn't seen the mom. I think there's going to be a big divide with Sonia. I do. I think with Dorinda gone, you know, I think Dorinda took a lot of heat off Sonia. But Sonia's been sort of on the brim, as it were, in the words of Brittany from Vanderpump Rules. I am on the brim. Sonia's been on the brim of drinking for a while now because there was a season in there where I think they gave her an ultimatum. They were like, look, you can't come back if you're going to be boozing because, you know, you're you're breaking shit and it's like dangerous. And then she kind of cut back and then she would only kind of drink once a season. Remember that trip in Miami when they had to call the ambulance? And we all just thought that was normal. It was like that was a good season for Sonia that time where they had to call the ambulance because it only happened once that season. It was like, oh, well, it was just the one time we had to call the ambulance because Sonia almost died from drinking. But now I do worry that it looks like in the preview, Sonia's going to be drinking a lot. And I just want her to be safe. I want her to be safe, not sorry. And it kind of seems like there's this divide. And I, I worry that Sonia doesn't have an ally either. Although she did have a good conversation with Leah. So hopefully Leah will look out for her because Leah's not drinking this season either. So, you know, I worry about the Roni women. I do. Their well-being. None of the other cast members on the other franchises. I don't give a shit at what happens to them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, within reason. Of course, I want Heather Gay, only the best for her. But uh, for the most part, it's not like I care deeply. Um, but the Roni women, it's just like, I need them around forever. And I love them. And I just want them to be safe and healthy and happy. Uh, anyway, we do finally meet Ebony, who meets Leah. And again, I-, I hate to even bring it up, but I'm confused about the mask mandate situation. Like, they're outside. I'm confused sort of why they're wearing it outside. And is this going to be a season where sometimes I'm seeing masks, sometimes I'm not? It feels that way. And I'm so ready to get out of this pandemic in general, you guys. Not to not to bum everyone out, but I think I told you guys on the podcast I was supposed to be going home to visit my family in Ohio. But I had a family member get COVID. 
literally had a vaccine appointment, got COVID really ill. So I had to put my um, trip on hold, which is, is frustrating. And I just want everyone to be healthy and happy and this whole thing to be behind us. But uh, another reason why I want this whole thing to be behind us, except for public health, is that I'm tired of looking at all these different rules on these shows. It's so confusing and seeing what happens. Even the reunions, it's like, why are we still sitting so far apart if they're tested and now they're vaccinated? And I'm still seeing, I don't know, it's all very confusing to me, but we're not going to dwell on that. Ebony, though, she said she's really good at dating rich men and she was engaged for a while. I actually saw her get interviewed on Wendy Williams and... You know, I love seeing Wendy interview someone. It's really fun. But I was like, let me get to know this woman, Ebony. And I liked her a lot, but she said she was engaged. She broke off the engagement. It was like a quarantine thing. The husband, or the husband-to-be, I should say, he decided he was going to quarantine with his kids. And then Ebony says, I want him to put me first. And that was fascinating to me. That, I felt like, got a lot into Ebony's psyche, too, uh, right from that interview clip from Wendy Williams, because I thought... How interesting. This man has kids she was in a relationship with. And Ebony was mad that he quarantined with the kids and not with her, the girlfriend or the fiance at the time. Oh, you guys, that's what is that about? Wouldn't you think that she would want him to be with the kids, his kids? But she said literally to Wendy Williams, I want him to put me first. That was interesting. That made me think she's going to be a really good housewife. I'll be honest with you guys. I got like goose pimples as I was watching Wendy. How you doing? I can't do that at all. <laughs> that was the worst Wendy impression ever. I had to play that song because I was so embarrassed about my Wendy impression. Anyway, yeah, it made me think she's going to be a good housewife. Now, uh, let's see. She's a lawyer. She uh, was uh, is on Fox News a lot, taking on Trump. It's revealed. They talk about dating. Ebony says she's fine being comfortable in front of a guy. Her and Leah talk about like what they've broken up for. So Ebony says she broke up. Leah says she will break up with a guy for farting. Leah says, I'll break up if he farts in front of me or I don't want to fart in front of him. Like we'll break up. And Ebony says she's fine taking a shit in front of a guy. She don't care. And then Ebony on this subject of farting, she says, and I quote, this is a direct quote from Ebony. Another reason why I'm really excited about her. She says, I'm a human being, bitch. I ate. And that's her response to farting. And honestly, I thought, we're in for a treat with her. We're in for a treat. Let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. 
That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. <laughs> And we're back. I'm looking at my notes and I'm laughing because I have written down Diverse Fish, which I know happened later in the episode. But Sonia had everyone at her townhouse. She called Ebony over to the pond and was pointing out the biracial fish in an effort to look woke or something. It was crazy. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. Like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck? I couldn't believe my eyes and yours. But in that moment, I loved our dear Sonia Tremont Morgan. I mean, who else would point out Diverse Fish in their pond? Only Sonia. Only Sonia would point out those Diverse Fish. And I'm glad Sonia's uh, got all those different fish. <laughs> so stupid. All those different fish. But let's back up. Where were we? So then we cut to Sonia. Sonia's back at the townhouse. I'm worried about her. I am. Her tub don't work. The tub never... Why doesn't the plumbing ever work there? What's going on with the plumbing? I know it's an old townhouse, but I still just feel like the plumbing should work. Bare minimum, you know, she should have... Carpet and uh, plumbing that works. It seems like nothing ever... Remember when she had the poop ice cubes? Remember the brown ice cubes? You guys remember what I'm talking about. It's like Tinsley came to stay and Tinsley's like, why is the ice brown? And Sonia's like, it happens. And it's like, what do you mean it happens? I've never heard of brown ice coming out of the ice maker. That's not a normal thing. We should be concerned. I miss Tins. We didn't talk about this at all, have we? Did you guys catch on my interview with Luann? She's sort of alluded or implied the fact that Tinsley might have filmed with Leah. That's how I took it. She didn't outright say it, but I took it as Luann saying, A, that Jill Zarin filmed this season. I don't know if we'll see it. They could cut it. But B, she also said something along the lines like, Leah's really close with Tinsley, and I don't know if they filmed. They might have. But I was taking it to mean that Tins is going to show up, and that excites me because I miss Tins. I do. I need a bigger cast. I don't like the five-person cast. It's not enough for me. I need more than five. I need six, seven... Beverly Hills this season, you guys, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I saw the premiere. It's so good. And I think one of the reasons why I love it so much is because it's a big cast, so things are spread out. There's lots of different storylines going on. It feels it feels exciting. It feels like there's a lot of different uh, alliances and different groupings and pairings, so I need a bigger, I need a bigger cast. Anyway, Sonia talks about her internships because she's showing the intern how to work the bubbles and do a bubble bath. And she says, there's something magical about my internships because you can learn, you can't learn what I know in the classroom. 
It's just a lot of what we've seen before from Sonia. And it's funny, but it was funny for a couple years. Now I'm finding it a little sad. Does that mean? I don't know. Maybe it's, I love her though. And then she FaceTimes Leah from the bathtub. And I was concerned about electrocution. Leah was in the tub too. They were both FaceTiming from the tub. And I guess these machines now are, I guess they're waterproof now. Like a phone. Can you bring a phone in the shower, an Apple iPhone? I think they're waterproof now. But I don't feel safe. Not with an iPad in the tub. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't trust it. You know, I'd be scared since it's going to happen. What if the iPad? I don't even trust Sonia enough around the tub. I mean, I don't t- trust the camera crew. I don't trust Sonia near a tub. It just feels dangerous. She had that iPad right there. They look great, though. Sonia looks really good. All of the women look fantastic. I really think, like, honestly, I was thinking about this. As I age, when I decide I want to get some work done, or if I decide I want to get some work done, I want to figure out, like, who the Roni women are going to. Is it Dr. Sharon Giese, Ramona's friend? Or, like, who are who's doing their Botox? Who's doing their fillers? Who's doing their uh, chemical peels? Like, I need to know who's doing their work, because it's flawless. It's fantastic. On no other franchise. Who's even doing their teeth? Ramona got the new teeth, and her teeth look way better than all the other housewife teeth. Teeth. The Beverly Hills women, they went and got a group on or something because their teeth, I don't know what happened with their chompers. Sometimes I look at them, I'm like, who did their teeth? But Ramona's teeth look great. Luann's aging backwards. Sonia, she got the facelift last season. Who did that? I need to know, like, it did a great job. So I don't know. We got to figure out their medical professionals that are doing these women. So Leah, while she's on the phone with Sonia in the bathtub, Leah says, I have a friend you would really like, meaning Ebony, who she's going to bring over for Sonia's little luncheon thing. And I thought, why are we doing this? We don't really need to do this. Can't Leah finally just say, now we're in season 13, like, hey, we have a new cast member. I'm going to bring it to your house. I mean, do we really have to do this thing of like, I have a friend you really might like. It just feels inauthentic to me at this point. And I would just implore Bravo I don't need to – I understand they don't want to break down the fourth wall completely. They still want to have some artifice of this being a TV show that we're just kind of leering in on these people. But I think a little bit you could just say, hey, we got this new woman who's a cast member. I'm going to bring her to your house. Instead, Leah had to say, I have a friend you would really like. And it was like, no one's that good of an actor on this show. I mean, love Leah, but she ain't a good actress to say – I have a new friend who you would really like and bring her over. So I wish we could just get rid of that and be honest. So then we cut to Ebony with her friend Natalie. And it's so nice to see people of color on this show finally. I mean, in whatever year this is, 2021, um, it's about time. But they're talking about FICO scores. And honestly, I don't know what FICO scores mean. I should know. I mean, I have like some loose understanding about it. But I was thinking, I'm at the age now where I should understand everything about what FICO is and means. And I don't. I don't. And that's on me, and I'm embarrassed to even admit that. But I need to learn. And I wrote that down. I need to figure that out. I need to get on Google or something when we're done here and figure out what the, what the fuck is FICO. FICO, what is that? Someone remind me. You guys, the one, day, the one day on the podcast, I said, someone remind me to watch The Notebook. And it cracks me up. Like, I still get messages being like, did you watch The Notebook? And it's my favorite thing in the world. Like, I just, it makes me laugh so hard. You guys are checking in on me. Oh, I love you all so much. Love you all so much. I'm so happy. Aren't we happy? Roni's back. God bless. <laughs> then Sonia's getting ready to have all the women over for this luncheon thing. And she's got her tag on. And she says... To her intern, I don't take them off in case I don't keep it. Now, I would say this is sort of stealing. 
And it's cute when it happens and we're sort of leering in on Zonia. Remember that one time when they were on vacation on the trip where the boat almost capsized? Remember they were on that island before they got on the boat that, you know, went to crazy. And Sonia had the tag on her bathing suit and somebody kind of pointed out and we saw the cameraman kind of zoomed in on it. It was cute. It was funny. But now I'm kind of just feeling like Sonia's stealing clothes and it's really gross. Like I don't want this woman. I mean, I know like I'm not buying the same clothes as Sonia, but how would you feel if you go to Nordstrom's or Neiman Marcus or TJ Maxx or whatever the fuck Sonia's buying her clothes at? You know, I'm a Maxinista. And you go and you buy a dress or something, and then you see it on the Real Houses of New York. It's the exact dress, and you might be wearing the same dress Sonia Morgan peed in or something, because you know that happens in these shows, too. It just makes me kind of grossed out. It kind of grossed out. I don't know. I think she should buy the clothes or not. Is that weird of me to say? I mean, I worked in retail for a while, too. I've worked in plenty of retail. And it's not acceptable. And sometimes you'd be returning something. You know, I worked at an, uh, I don't know if I should say the name, an H&M. And I would sometimes remember that, like, when somebody would return, I'd be like, it looks clearly like you wore this. Like, you, there's lipstick stains on it or something. And you're, like, talking to the person saying, well, it looks like you wore this. And they're like, no, I didn't. And you're like, I can smell the beer that you spilled on it. <laughs> it's just so awkward. And that's how I feel like Sonia is. She needs to just buy it or don't buy it. You know, pick one. So then uh, Ramona shows up and she Googled that you can wear all white all year now. That's the thing. I read, I read that too. I understood that. I read that, you know, I saw that, I don't know, in some fashion blog or something I was trying to learn and I saw it's not a thing anymore. You're allowed to wear white year round. So you know what? Ramona, I think is right. So then Ebony and Leah arrive while Sonia's washing the stone. It's very awkward. Very, very awkward. They talk about antibodies. Ramona said she donated blood. But the rest of the cast says, no, she didn't, because she Instagrams everything, and we never saw her Instagram her donating blood. She would have Instagrammed that. Then those brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors, they show us a montage of Ramona's Instagram doing absurd things like setting up a coffee machine and cleaning a toilet. That video of her cleaning the toilet, you guys, that's an all-timer. Just She's in like a, a negligee, and she's just cleaning the shit out, you guys. It's so funny. And she's trying to be sexy. You know, whenever Ramona posts on Instagram, she's like trying to be a little bit sexy. And she's gorgeous. She is sexy. But you can't really make cleaning the toilet sexy because we all know that you go to the bathroom in it. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that Ramona's trying to be sexy with the plunger, it's just not working for me. It doesn't compute. Now, granted, I'm a gay man, so I'm not going to find anything Ramona does very sexy. However, I can't imagine like a straight man is watching Ramona's Instagram and she's cleaning the shitter and thinking, oh, I want to sleep with that. You know, oh, I'm horny for that. Although, you know what? Now that I'm saying it out loud, straight men are pretty simple and dumb. You know, aren't they? No offense to any straight guys out there. You know, I love you. But I think they are pretty simple and basic. So maybe they would like that. I don't know. Any straight guys out there listening? I don't know if any of your husbands are listening right now. Somebody please let me know uh, if you think that video of Ramona cleaning the toilet is sexy in a negligee. Um, because I'm curious. I need to know. I need to know. Okay, so then let's see. Oh, Century 21 is done now because of the pandemic. So that Sonia thing with the clothing in the Century 21, which I had heard wasn't even a really thing. I don't know if I should say that. I had heard a rumor that that was just like all for the show. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, But it's no longer. And I again, another reason to worry about Sonia because she's kind of regressing a little bit. And I'm scared that she now doesn't have the clothing thing going on. She's back in that townhouse where the thing doesn't work. I'm concerned. 
So then Ebony lets everyone know that she broke off her engagement. Lou and Ramona finally show up. Lou talks about this Garth. She says he's 6'6 and a rugby player. And honestly, as soon as she said that, I was like, okay, I get it. You know, I get. She told me on the podcast that he was like a quarantine hookup. And good for Lou. She should fuck someone who's 6'6 and a former rugby player. We all should. We all deserve that. All of you out there listening. You know, at some point in your life, I hope that you get in bed with a former rugby player or a current rugby player who's 6'6 or above. That's what I want for everyone in the coming year or in the coming months. It's what we deserve. We've all been through a lot this year. I want to take some time, actually, just this moment for all of us to close our eyes. And at least if you are if you can't be with the 6'6 rugby player, just close your eyes and imagine it. Imagine the big-ass thighs squishing your head. Okay, excuse me. I'll stop myself. I'll stop myself. I better stop myself now because you know what? We're going too far. But I, I want that all for you. I want that all for you. Now, Leah says she saw Ramona's second face with Harry. Harry, the, Harry, you guys, what the fuck is Harry? He's always around. This Harry Dubin. I mean, Harry Dubin lurks and lingers just like the other one, Tom, on this franchise. Harry Dubin. You know, I imagine them both, like, you know, in Super Mario Brothers, how you got the ghosts? You know, when Mario has to go into the haunted house uh, level? And then the ghosts, like, when you look at them, they freeze. And then when you when Mario turns the other way, then the ghosts, like, move closer to you. That's how I imagine Harry and Tom. They're just, like, the ghosts from Super Mario. And Sonya's, like, Mario. And Ramona is Luigi. Actually, no, Luann's Luigi, because she's the tall one. And then I'd say Ramona is Mario. She's the main player of this game. And then I'd say Sonya's more like Yoshi. Leah's like Toad. You know, Toad, the wise one. Um, and the Harry and Tom, they're the ghosts that just lurk and linger in the haunted house. That's what it is. Okay, what else we got going on here? Oh, Ebony says to date the men. They talk about dating men, and Ebony says date the men who own the football play. Own the football team, not the players, which is great advice. Great advice. And I'm having fun. When I sat down with these women and they were just talking about men, that was when I was really just having a good time and I felt like glad they were back. Yes, there's not a ton going on this episode. It's mostly a catch-up thing. We're catching up, seeing where they were. We're getting a whole group together on Sonia's Townhouse Terrace. But I was having fun. And uh, so that made me feel good. Then Lou and Leah talk about being sober. This is when Leah had that plaid skirt on that was giving me clueless vibes. I loved it. Loved it. That was the, I mean, Leah's giving me looks. I don't always love them. Like, I don't love that, uh, the one in the confessional where it's the money pink thing or whatever the fuck that was. I don't love that, but I respect that it's something different. You know, I respect that it's unique and odd. It gives me something, at least while I'm watching the confessional, I could be like, what the fuck is that? Because that's one of the great things about Housewives is even if you're not interested in what they're saying, you want to be kind of confused about what you're looking at. It at least makes your mind active as you watch the show. Because sometimes when a housewife comes on and they have a boring confessional look and they're not saying anything interesting in the confessional, they have no storyline in the main scenes, that's when we got to say goodbye to them. But at the very least, even Erica Jane, you guys, uh, you know, the one who was bamboozling orphans and widows, she even sometimes in her confessionals not saying anything interesting, but I'm at least like engaged in what she's wearing, you know, allegedly bamboozling orphans and widows, I should say. I don't want to get in legal trouble with that old man who says he got pretend amnesia. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, I, I do appreciate that Leah's giving me up at that, but sometimes then in a real scene when I'm seeing Leah in this plaid skirt that looks like it's Cher from Clueless, I'm in love. I'm in love. Lou also gave us a sonorita. Sonorita! Sonorita! You know, I love when Lou gives us a sonorita. 
Nothing better. Nothing better. I feel at peace. All of my blood pressure just like slows down when I hear Luann say Sonorita or Ramona say Luann. Luann. It's a, a calm comes over me and I just feel good. Everything is right and well in the world. So Sonia reveals that during her quarantine, she was alone in the desert. And do you guys remember that? I think she was on Watch What Happens Live one time and she like was reporting from the desert and she's like, yeah, I got stuck here. And it was so confusing. I remember people online were thinking that was her getting some work done or something. But then she was on Watch What Happens Live and she's like, yeah, I just was here and then I got stuck here. And she was there for like a month or two months or something crazy. I love that. (laughs) I love that she just got stuck in the desert. Good for her. So the women all decide to go to the Hamptons. And Ebony says, I'm honored that you included me because they asked her to come to the Hamptons. And I thought, well, Ebony, they have to. You're a cast member now. And that's another situation where I wish we would lose this idea that we're not on a show and that these, let's stop pretending, like just say, yeah, of course you're coming because you're part of this cast now. And so we all know that you signed the contract and you're coming. So Ramona, then she's sitting and talking to Ebony and she lies right to her face. She says, I feel an immediate bond with you. And Ramona just made me laugh. It's like, Ramona, of course you don't feel an immediate bond to Ebony. You just met her for two seconds. And we know you, Ramona, we've known you for the course of 10 years or 10 plus years. You never have an immediate bond with someone. Remember when Heather Hella Thompson came on and Ramona just like despised the fact that she smiled? Oh. You guys, that season is underrated. That first season of Carol and Heather and Aviva, it's just like Heather smiling and Ramona's like so pissed at it for no reason. So then to hear her just say like, I have felt an immediate bond with you to Ebony. I was like, bullshit, Ramona. And then Ebony says she has a spiritual connection at Sag Harbor because it was the first to allow black people to own property in the 1940s. It was interesting to me. I mean, we're going to get a new perspective from Ebony because we haven't had a person of color on before. Although, I mean, we did have Jules on the show, but it's interesting to see some diversity on this program. And I'm curious to see uh, how that affects the show because also it was happening during a time where during the pandemic and during this uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and all of this stuff going on. So I'm curious to see how that comes out on the show. And we're just going to have to watch what happens live and then go to bravotv.com for more information. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. But you guys, okay, so the episode ends, and I got chills and goosebumps because, look, this episode wasn't anything special. Nothing really happened. You know, we had the women catching up. We saw them at Sonya's thing. Nothing big happened. There were no storylines really set up for the season. You know, sometimes you'll you'll get the idea of what's to come. This didn't have any of that, but you know what it did have? It had flash forwards. So it had not just a trailer at the end. I'm not even talking about just the trailer at the end. It had all the women talking about their trip to the Hamptons, and then they showed us these little flash forward sequences. And it reminded me of the show Lost. Remember that show on ABC with Matthew Fox? God, wasn't Matthew Fox a fox back then? Didn't he? he was so fucking hot. Excuse my language. Anyway, so that show, remember, when it first started, they did like flashbacks. And then maybe season three, it started doing flash forwards. Then it did what they called like flash sideways or something, where it's like a different alternate universe. And so Roni's finally entering into their flash forward phase, flash forward era, if you will. And I'm fascinated by that. I want to know, like, are we playing with space and time now? Like, what's happening? Uh, because I'm into it. Because that goes back to what I was saying about Andy Cohen and how he this is his baby and he's going to produce the shit out of it. Okay, he's going to make sure that this show is at least giving us something. And that something in this episode was the flash forwards. And it was the women saying, we're going to have a great girls trip. But then they flash forward to see some chaos happening on the girls trip. So these uh, these these editors, these producers on Roni, I trust them implicitly. I just do. I know they're going to give us something. Was this premiere all that great? Eh, it was okay. But I know we're going to have some moments. Also with those taglines, you guys, I don't think I said this at the beginning, but I was a fan of when they did the taglines. I mean, I talked about the Heather years and uh, the Carol Radswell years, and I was a really big fan of the year where they did those tongue-in-cheek taglines. Remember, or it was like Carol saying, if you're going to check out my great ass, or or something about her great ass. And then it was Kristen Takeman saying, I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm pretty. And they were very tongue-in-cheek. I liked those taglines. And I, I think a lot of people were turned off because they were almost written as comedy. And I think that turned people off. But I like that style. And they've sort of gone backwards. And now the taglines are more basic, and they're more like they were in the early seasons. But I was a fan of when they when they really just went for it and kind of made fun of the the cast through the taglines. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, you guys, that's The Real Houses in New York. We're not getting to Jersey this week or Dallas. I don't normally do the reunions, but we uh, will get to the Jersey finale next week. And then uh, we'll be focusing on New York and Beverly Hills. And I'm so excited to go forward with New York and Beverly Hills. I hope you like, subscribe, comment, share the podcast with your friends. Thank you all so much for listening. And go check out that Luann episode that I did. You guys, it was good. It was truly a delight. And I had the Catfish hosts, Neve and Cami, on the program as well. If you want to support the show, you can buy our merch at everythingiconic.store. We have shirts up to 5XL. 
everythingiconic.store. And there's the Patreon page. If you want bonus episodes, I do one a month. Recap Sex in the City over there. All these links are in the episode description. But with all of that said, I just want to thank you all so much for listening. And uh, I love you all. Should we do one of our meditation cards? Okay, so those of you who haven't listened to the podcast in a while, I know some of you just lis- listen exclusively to the Roni recaps, but at the end of the episodes, I've been trying to do these, what they're called meditation cards, and they are, are affirmation cards that are called I Am Everything Affirmation Card Deck. So these are just little phrases to remind yourself as you go about your week. So let's uh, let's do one now. Let's all take a deep breath in, hold it, relax, breathe out. Remind yourself of this this week. I am stronger than I think I am. I reject victimhood. My strength is in knowing that all circumstances are temporary. I focus my attention on what's in front of me. I naturally move forward into new phases of life. I am strong. That's our cheesy little affirmation for this week. Uh, I love you all so much for listening. We'll be back on Sunday night with a new episode. Uh, and then our schedule is going to change a little bit for the podcast because we're covering New York and Beverly Hills. So either next week or the week after, we'll have a little bit different yeah, 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 yeah. Raise your hands to the sky. All you have to do is try. There's no turning back. Everything Iconic is an ACAST podcast. Go to acast.com slash everything iconic to listen to new episodes twice a week.